0: And talking to
1: our friends. Book club. Hello everyone and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with Bobby Loveless.
2: I'm Danielle. I'm Lawrence Campbell. I'm Rob Williams. Yay. There we go. We Yay. got it. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Book, club,
1: Book members. club members. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. We successfully said
3: our, our names properly, Lawrence. We yes. should leave <laughs> now. <out laughs> <today.
2: laughs> can i i've been aching to say this can i say hey you damn guys Aww. yes Whoa, thank yes. you so much
1: we got an official hey you damn guys from lawrence campbell awesome <laughs> book club member long time book club member because you've like you've been interacting with us on social media for a while and then like even when we've bought stuff from your store, like you send stuff that says like "Hey, you damn guys" so or a book sweet. club member yeah. yes. there, so That always really makes cool. our day. Yeah. yeah, thank you for. All that. <laughs> well, yeah, I I framed that poster note. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was it was during the kind of lockdown that I kind of, it, 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 that's when your kind of podcast really kind of affected me in a really good way. As it were, kind of thing. It was, you no, know, it made me realize
1: oh.
2: that I don't know. You, you you guys were just talking about like the world, and it made it, everything seem a bit bigger and not so claustrophobic, as it were, to me. And uh, one of you was talking about, I don't know, being outside your house and looking out at the mountains and things like this. And it, it just kind of, your podcast brought a sense of calm kind of thing, which I really, really enjoyed, as well as, like, the normal reviews that you do. There's something quite calming that I like about your kind of, the podcast you do.
1: But i really so appreciate much. that that is so nice yeah well w- we try to you know be positive and i mean i mean we were just we were kind of chatting a little bit with rob williams uh before be we're, the
0: podcast you want to see in yes the world. exactly because <laughs> yes. a lot of
1: the fandoms are so negative and they're so gatekeepy but we were talking about like um that's what we try to do on the show but i think in general like the hellboy audience the Mignolaverse crowd on In general, are usually like pretty cool, pretty accepting people. There doesn't seem to be a lot of gatekeeping or anything like that. They're all about
0: friendship in comics. Yes,
1: that's the friendship.
2: Yes, which considering
0: the subject
3: matter in the comics, which is all fairly horrific and (laughs) oh
2: yeah,
3: (laughs) end of a worldy, shall we say? Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of nice when it and and, and, and fairly ironic, when it brings together such positivity in the fandom. It's great. Well, even Absolutely.
0: then, uh, that's all that ends up mattering is people's relationships, the characters' relationships with one another. They, right. They're faced with the end of the world, but really, all it comes down to is is how they relate to one another and how they care about each other. So that's you know yep. it makes sense. Yep.
1: Yes, and um, the fans got a huge treat this year in sort of hyperborea. Oh, so sure that, that's one of the first things I wanted to talk about. We have a segment on our show called pronunciation corner, you know, because <laughs> so many of the words are difficult to pronounce. And we've oh, actually just not
0: sure because you're reading it and you're not hearing. Well, it.
1: and so many yeah. times we've said pronunciations that have later we found out we're wrong. Yes. So that's just kind of one of those things. So I did want to talk about hyperborea, oh, because no. I've heard on other interviews, people say hyperborea, we have also heard the pronunciation hyperbora, hyperborea. <laughs> I don't know. How to? What's the official? What is? I want to know from canon pronunciation. What is? What is the correct pronunciation of the title of this book?
3: Let's put this I use bed. the official the, the the Welsh pronunciation, which <laughs> is hyperborea. No, it's nothing to do with Welsh. No, <laughs> I, I'm sure we're wrong as well. I mean, this is the, the funny thing. Like with, with jobs like this. When, when you come across a word, a word which is a little unwieldy like that and then sure. we can be Lawrence and I might be calling it hyperborea and we get on a call with you know Katie O'Brien and the Dark Horse, or, or, or even when Mike who pronounces it completely differently, we oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but, um, <laughs> right. No,
1: Hyperborea, we, we've been calling it. Okay, excellent. So, okay, we've put that to bed. For now, it's Hyperborea. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, for for you, Lawrence, this was kind of like a return to the universe. I, I don't know if, if you knew it, but I had no idea that we would be revisiting anything past devil you know you know but by, by the way i guess i should say we're going to spoil this Oh book. yeah, this is right. all, this yeah. is spoilers so we're <laughs> oh, assuming yeah, that I, you've I, read we're assuming that you've read the comic the
0: creators of the book yes the show. exactly on, what <laughs> so, are you listening to this for all, i haven't read it
1: yes yeah, so if, if you haven't read it uh go out and get the four issues uh go back and listen to our discussions on episode 155 to I 158 no of the podcast anyone. yeah and then you can then listen to this one so anyway, we are kind of spoiling the book, but for Lawrence, you're kind of returning to this. And then for Rob, you're kind of coming into this already, you know, this already kind of churning machine, you know, you've already got this universe established. I kind of wanted to see what that, obviously you guys are friends and have a long time collaboration. So what was it like, like Lawrence, are you kind of like fostering Rob into the universe or how is, How is it like for both of you to come into this book with such different backgrounds?
2: Well, for me, I've been working on BPRD for a while and um, for a good while. And I knew it was coming to the end of like um, of its run, as it were. But then it suddenly ended. And it was a real strange feeling for me kind of thing to just like the book that I've been working on for, I can't remember how many years, seven years or so. Just ended. Right, yeah. Um, oh wow. No, that, that that was a strange feeling. I did have some thoughts about kind of uh, Howard's and Goldener, which I remember sending uh, to Mike and also. Well, what I'd done is while I was drawing towards the end, the, the Devil You Know, um, I, I was I was collecting imagery mainly to do with mm-hmm. kind of Goldener's world, and all it was was just kind of imagery that I collected over a good couple of months, um, and then I. I put down some kind of very some vague notes, and I sent them to Dark Horse and Mike, and I said I've got this vague idea, but it was nothing more than a vague idea with kind of uh, kind of uh, Goldener and ha- uh, Howard's type story. Right, and they liked the idea of that, and then it kind of kind of over some time it developed. I went off done old haunts with um, Ollie and Rob, um, and then it was developing in the background of that and then it kind of it moved on from being about gold dinner and about howards to actually the the actual sword and that's when uh, uh katie katie that's when katie suggested uh kind of rob uh, coming on board and kind of rob's the person to kind of uh kind of should we say put it into shape because all i had was just visuals and a few yeah. very vague ideas and then rob do you want to take it from there
3: yeah, well, like Lawrence said, I mean, Lawrence and I have worked together a bunch over the years and and, um, and we're good friends. Yeah, I mean, Lawrence he said he had these ideas and he had kind of like some mood board imagery in mind. And and at that point, the talk really was it being an entire se- – if I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, Lawrence, the, the entire series would be Galdena, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Was, it was the initial thought.
2: Yeah. And oh, then I, oh, think, okay. Um, okay.
3: I think Lawrence um, had the idea – to use the sword almost like, a, you know, different people who've um, held the sword throughout history and, and we, you know, tell their story. Yeah. And then that kind of gave it a, um, you know, the framework then. We had, we knew we had, you know, what, if one issue, we're going to give you one sword, sword wielder, every issue. Uh, Galdeno and Howards we've seen before. Um, then some some brand new ones. And then um, uh, that, that sort of gave it the structure. Then it was up to us to sort of come up with some brand new characters.
2: Um, we and, a, we and try of, and
3: interlace them.
2: So, I was going to say, we had a couple of uh Zoom calls as well with Mike, didn't he? And Mike kind of suggested what he wanted as well as what we 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 pitched. Oh, wow, yeah. Mike, well. well, Mike
3: had a Gal Danar, um, Mike had a Gal Danar plot basically. He said, Oh, this is I had in mind what what Gal would do post you know the next sort of Gal Danar story. Right. So, so oh. Mike, Mike gave us that, and that effectively is the structure of 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 issue 1 and uh, and then we had a you know we sort of ran our ideas past sort of mike and past katie and the, you know you know they came in with mm. uh, you know with their thoughts um and it was it, it it's trying to uh, it, you know interlace brand new characters with existing history yeah and yeah. Um, and trying not to 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 get you know to give each of these characters sort of gravitas and import and sort of um you know, their journey matters to them, basically, dramatically. You know, and um, that that was the challenge. But I mean, sort of from my point of view, I you know, i I read the books for years and and, and yeah. loved BPRD and loved Hellboy. I, I would never ever ever claim to be sort of a an expert on on some of the canon and sort of you know the timeline and stuff like that. I mean, um, uh, but um, it was just a case of like right, trying to you know trying to make this new story work within you know, within what's gone before and, and, uh, and hopefully, but it, it felt like it, it would matter. Yeah. Well,
0: that's something yeah. you really touched on something. That's so fascinating about these books for me personally, just me. Like, I, I don't know if anyone else, it, but when I'm watching a show or reading a a series and I'm like, oh, who's this new character? All of a sudden, you've got exactly five seconds to make me interested in this person, or else it's just kind of like they're just going to be there. But well, all of these stories, I've been immediately fascinated. Yeah. Like, oh man, I this just, they have such a rich universe behind them. It's so obvious, and it's just so fascinating. And I'm immediately like, more of this, please. And then yeah. the next issue, I'm like, wait, but there's another one. Oh, more of that. And I'm just but also, so, what happened
1: to the previous one? Yeah, yeah. but
0: what about that <laughs> one? And like, and I'm so it's, it's impressively built, and it's really. Um, they're immediately intriguing, and so when you're like, "Oh yeah, we really tried to give all these characters, you know, the right gravitas," you, it worked. Succeeded, yeah. yeah. And yes. I'm, if I'm any indication, someone who <laughs> whose attention cannot be held for very long, I'm fascinated <laughs> with these characters, and I'm I I think you did a you did a great job. I think you you met your goal there for yeah, sure. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Well, I think yeah. it's kind
3: of like I mean, weirdly, when you go into writing a new book, let's say like something like Old Haunts, which Lawrence and I did prior to this and then with Ollie Masters. Uh, and Lee Lowridge, and and that sort of creating your own world, your own characters, and really sort of so much of a heavy lifting um, with sort of Hyperborea has been done for us because the world exists and it's amazing. The right. kind of the history exists and it's amazing, and and the kind of the tone of these books is is there, you know. the, the authorial yeah. tone is, you know, you know, pr- so has been set by by Mike and and people like John Arcudi and people like that. Um yeah. do you
0: find so, as a creator or, that sometimes when there's some structure already provided that that can actually give you more freedom, like inversely kind of lets you sets you loose, like, okay, I have a goal and now I know how to get there, kind of a thing. Yeah. Or, as I, opposed I, to I if think, you're just given free reign, like maybe you don't get there quite as quickly.
3: Yeah. I mean the found, I think the foundations are not just good. The foundations are the foundations of some one of the best comic book series of the last yeah. thirty well, years. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So um in that sense, um, there was a lot of, it felt like almost like a lot of the hard work had already been done for us the the, the the inverse side of that is the quality of what's gone before is so high that you don't want to come in and, and stink the place up and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah
1: yeah i think that uh I, I think that you and quentin winter like slid in seamlessly to the universe and uh, oh yeah definitely, definitely I, I think that the fan response lets you know that you know People really enjoyed this book. I, I did want to come back to something that Lawrence was saying, though, because you were talking about, uh, and I think you've said this in previous interviews too. You had like visual ideas for this book, like while you're yeah. working on Devil. You know, you've sketched out these. Uh, could you, now that the book is done and it's out, could you speak to what any of those were?
2: Um. Well, mainly in issue one, it was um, uh, what I wanted to get across, and it was again, it was just like elements I found. Was was um, uh, Gail's journey? Uh, you know, like the crossing of different uh, continents and like um, getting older as he travels, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was kind of more of an atmosphere that I, I was kind of interested in, and then a kind of maybe a direction we we, we could take him, kind of thing. Um, it was there was some books I was yeah. reading at the time, uh, and I, I thought this would be a good good passage that he could he could go along as it were and then rob kind of created these other ideas for these other characters kind of thing and what's so nice about them is that they've they've each got their own kind of distinct style but they've also got their own troubles which they which they bring along um which i found really really interesting
1: oh yeah excellent yeah i love the other characters um i do love old man galdenar here in issue Mm. one um oh yeah was uh, so I guess like pitching this idea and coming up with these uh, visuals to pitch is, is that like the first time that you've had uh, that role in like kind of creating the idea for the book versus just getting getting the script and um, or yes. have you or is is it more collaborative than that? This
2: book is very collaborative. It's probably the most collaborative I think I've worked on ever. Wow. Um,
1: okay. Awesome. In all
2: ways. So kind of me and Rob will jump on for zooms. Rob's kind of such a decent fellow that he doesn't mind me sending ramblings of thoughts and ideas that I've had kind of thing. And, you know, kind of Rob will use what he feels is strong and then discard kind of what he thinks is rubbish kind of thing. And, <laughs> uh, and then Quentin with Quentin, Quentin doesn't live that far from me. And he would uh, come around my house. We would discuss the colors for the book. Wow. Then he would come back again and we'd uh, maybe make some kind of adjustments and notes and then he would go away, do those and then come back so the whole so cool. package really w- was done I mean not saying that any other book that I've done is not right. without care but this one was kind of really interweaving with so many people I mean Mike put suggestions in the first book but he also put some suggestions in the third one and in the fourth one mm-hmm. Uh Katie put some suggestions in you know kind of and then there's me and Rob backwards and forwards and then rob's created these as i said that, like developed personalities for these uh, new characters so it was really quite a, the, the book is very fluid lots of bouncing backwards and forwards yeah. don't you agree rob I yeah. think that
1: comes across
0: yeah it really does come yeah. across and and how how extraordinary too to have that level of collaboration but have it come out so strong yeah i think that sometimes you hear about when there's too many collaborators <laughs> too many cooks in the kitchen it yeah, can yeah. be kind of a little bit confused yeah. and not all there and maybe kind of muddled and not really yeah. as strong. But to hear that there were so many collaborators and to know that this came out as strongly as it did, that's really fascinating. Yeah. That's quite an achievement. And it's, it also speaks to the relationship that y'all have, the working relationship and the creative relationship that you all have. That's really special. It's quite extraordinary.
3: Going in and sort of, you know, we had a few Zoom calls with, with Mike early doors and um, and Mike was very kind of, you know, sort of, you know, he would sort of obviously offer his thoughts and suggestions, which are unsurprisingly <laughs> quite good. Um, <laughs> turns out he knows what he's doing. Um, <laughs> and, um, but, but even then, I think it's, it's you know, I think it's fair to say, like Mike's general attitude would be, you know, but I don't want to step on your toes, yeah. basically. Um, you know, it's kind of... Okay. And, and I think there was... You know, so there was a there was a there was a really healthy feeling of you know frankly let's all just do what's what's best for the book right. and what we think is best for the book yeah. and then for instance I mean like with, with, i sort of I came up with sort of a bunch of characters and then for issue three I had a totally different character who I might use again somewhere down the line because he was he, he was good I think mm-hmm. but then Lawrence came came in and said um he'd always had this idea for this this deep sea diver yeah. character oh, yeah. and, um and and then he kind of um ran what, what what became Victor Olsen sort of passed me. And I just kind of went, yep, let's do that. Oh. That's better than what I've got. Oh, I thought. Oh, wow.
1: Um, my mind immediately goes to who is this other character, but I guess right. you can't tell us right now. He's right?
0: going to do it eventually. No,
1: yeah. He's, he's good. He's kind of, you know, without spoilers, he's, He's currently
3: turned up in a plot breakdown for something else. We'll oh. see if he makes it. Oh. You know what I mean? But, um, okay. uh, sorry to interrupt you. But, uh, yeah, I just, my mind was please. like, wait a minute, what's this other thing? No, okay, please. wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Write as a terrible thing. So we'll, we'll, we'll scrimp things away and we'll go, no, nothing is wasted. We'll, we'll right. find a way to recycle yes. everything. <laughs> yes. so it good. almost
0: sounds um, like what awesome. you're describing almost sounds like being in a band when you're writing songs together. You're kind of like, oh, well, this one, let's do this for now. And then we'll yeah. do this. We'll put this somewhere else down the line mm. and all this stuff. And so you're almost like, you're all band members all yeah. kind of coming together to compose something.
3: Yeah. And I think that, that's what this, this was so, like Lauren said, so fluid. So mm-hmm. many people sort of threw in an idea here and there and, and you ended up with something which, you know, um, well, I think we're all really delighted with. But, yeah. but I think so. When you work, when you do work for hire, uh, very often, and I have you know work for Marvel and DC and, and other places, you know, it's like I write the script. I don't talk to the artist. You know, sometimes you do, but very often you don't. Mm-hmm. um The script is sent to the artist. The pages come back. The artist possibly doesn't speak to the colorist. Oh, wow. and, but, but, but this was really built like like it was a creator own book. But the, the process was very similar to what Lawrence and Ollie Masters and Lee Lowridge mm-hmm. and I did on did on Old Haunts for AWA. We we sort of, we, you know, we, we we all felt a degree of ownership and sort of. Um, yeah, i think it's better for Absolutely. it just, yeah. it, feels, it feels more like oh, yes that's so lovely
0: about... if only every project could be yeah. like that <laughs> kind of
2: a process yeah Do <laughs> you remember when we was talking to mike on the zoom call we was talking about the uh, uh kind of olsen and like uh, under under the water and things like that and uh I, I can't remember was it rob that was it you or kind of mike that mentioned um, mermaids but then we went from mermaids and then Mike suggested he wanted lizard people in it kind of thing. And that was kind of, <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. nice. and he's always wanted to have lizard people in the BPRD world in some way kind of thing, didn't yes. he? Do you remember?
1: Oh, yes.
3: <laughs> that was the thing we've got to be careful. About. This is one of the many things I think we've got to be careful what we say. But, but Mike, <laughs> without giving anything away, Mike, in a call, basically went, oh, I, I had always had this idea to do this. And he told Lawrence and I sort of something which could have effectively be like, mm, you yeah. know, 14 issues of a, of, yeah. of a Hellboy yeah. book or wow. And we were kind of going, well, that's awesome. And he goes, yeah, I might do something with yeah, that. do I'm it, yeah.
2: Sure. Just, <laughs> oh, wow.
3: <laughs> but he's like, but then but then, Mike kind of goes, but I'm retired. But then he, ca- then he can't help I <laughs> yeah, he so. can't help yeah. himself.
2: So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the next day, Bob. Do you remember, you got a massive email afterwards the next day saying, so, I've been thinking about this. Yeah, Oh time. man. Yeah. That's wow. Right. No, because we did. We had, we that's said, great.
3: We, I think we mentioned... We mentioned mermaids or something in yeah. the in, in the meeting, Zoom meeting, and then Lawrence and I woke up. That was it. Lawrence and I woke up the next morning with, from an email from Mike, and he went, "Oh, that reminded me of this idea that's I had," and it was like, Vroom. and we were kind of going, "Wow, that's that's." You know, you could easily build a lot of story and this idea that Mike's had. He just emails you this fully fleshed out,
0: amazing bunch of ideas, and you're like, (laughs) "Wow, okay, yeah, pretty much."
1: That is so cool because, like, obviously, you guys are fans of the book too. So you're mm-hmm. being, yeah. I get the image that you're being told this stuff like very much like just blase in passing and you guys are going, what, this stuff is going to happen? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's <laughs> just a, you. you can feel your enthusiasm yeah. for the book. Yes. Yeah. It's like when you went back and you
3: you read, uh, was it in the island? And, and you kind of read the, the sort of basically Mike had it. Oh yeah, the whole thing planned out, you know, years before. Oh, right. exactly. You just didn't realize it at the time when you were reading it in the island. But it, the I, I think it's the island. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Which just basically said, "Yep, yeah, this is how the Hellboy Hellboy story going to yes, end." Yes, I think he's just, you know, he's he's just got a lot of stuff which exists in 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 his head basically. That right. he's just, and some of it he's, you know, not, but you know, from judging by this email Lawrence and I received but he's he's not put down yet
1: so so maybe he will or maybe he won't
3: Mm. i don't think he can help it i don't think
0: he can help it sometimes (laughs)
1: um i I did want to come back to the band analogy i like that you brought that up because i was wondering you know uh, i think you mentioned in a previous interview rob that you are a fan of like chicago blues and um in that issue four you know there's those great scenes where they're dancing and um elijah bone is performing i was wondering like what music you were listening to or what inspiration yeah. you had for those kinds of scenes
3: it's kind of like that was all howling wolf and muddy waters and and, and that that sort of you know um the thing that was interested in to me was interesting and I, I read a book a few years ago about witchcraft in music awesome. um, wow. um and it was basically making the point that that rock and roll which basically you can argue sort of birthed sort of American culture in the second half of the 20th century. And so, you know, so our, you know, spread here and and sort of, you know, to the UK and all across the world, but you know, it comes out of the electric blues and sort of the electric blues comes from the blues and the blues comes from the sort of um, the spirituals that were sang, you know, by by the slaves in Africa. So it was kind of thematically with that was kind of something that I was kind of I was interested in in that issue, you know, and, um, and and Elijah Bone's story and where the music comes from, and just they go and they plug in, you know, these, these blues men and women. They would, you know, they went up to Chicago from the South, and they sort of they effectively created. Um, you know, rock and roll and then that gets passed by Elvis Presley who takes over the world and then the Beatles follow yeah. and so on and
1: so on. Not only that, um, but like live but music just, as well. Yeah. You know, the whole performance yeah. aspect and amplifiers and everything. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, so I mean all that type of stuff, this is where I get yeah, you know, I get
3: carried away with stuff like that, and it's just like I've, another voice in my head kind of goes. But don't forget to put, nice, you
1: know, awesome fights. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, those references to Chess Records and Ruby Gatewood, you know, like yeah. all, all those yeah. is like, okay, this guy, oh, yeah. this guy loves Chicago blues, right. like you can tell um so yeah i i love that it's kind of, uh, very cool well,
3: i mean one of, the, one of the great things about this book is like the, the historical aspects yeah. of like the world war one issue the world mm-hmm. war two issue you know it's just trying yeah. just, you know i can be a little bit of a history nerd at times so it lets me tick those boxes but while we're also hopefully telling
1: <laughs> yeah
0: well i love yeah. how far it back you take it you're like always. and then this influenced this and then that was influenced by that and yeah. you take it all the way back to this very primal that are a constant in the human experience in yeah. general which is fascinating to me because that seems to be the heartbeat of this book specifically you you end up making these very broad strokes statements about culture and about humanity sure, and about yeah. you know magic mm. and how that's incorporated into things like music and art and it's just so how strange and unique to have a book that has all of that and and we've got a big purple star wolf that's talking to us about whatever like it's it's you know what i'm saying it's but it's so i mean what a unique experience this book has brought to all of us and so hearing that it's comes from a successful collaborative effort where everyone was so generous with their time and ideas and energy is such a wonderful thing to know because that only deepens my appreciation for this
3: one of the great things with the collaborative thing is and the fact that lawrence and i have worked together so many times in the past and we know each other so well is, is is you know i can i think at this point i can write for lawrence and i feel lawrence can tell me off and, and, and sure. wrong, but I, I, I can play, i can play to his strengths hopefully yeah. you know what i mean um, yeah. and, and 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 hopefully no you know i think we know each other pretty yeah. well in terms of sort of um you know, put it this way: like in 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 possibly my favorite page in in the Elijah Bone issue is when Elijah goes into the temple um, yeah. and and just has to walk down the steps to go into this big door before he and I mean, there's a double page splash yeah. that follows yeah. which is hopefully you know knock you off your chair, <laughs> but it's the page prior because I think Lawrence it builds that I yeah. know will will just give that so yeah. much atmosphere and so much sort of um, foreboding and. Um, which is precisely what you want, you know. So yeah, uh, it's 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 really healthy that I think that we, you know, um, we make each other. A bit better. Mm. Yeah. One of is a drummer,
0: one of you's a guitar player, and you just start jamming, and you automatically <laughs> are attuned to what parts to drop and what parts to keep, like uh, there that. You go. Yeah. And you get a song like this book that everyone can't stop playing on repeat in their car. I mean, that's just where we've come <laughs> you know, <from>. well, <laughs> I think
2: analogy. you've got a point yeah. there. Yeah, there's, I don't know whether you've seen the uh, the Beatles documentary, um you know, that was on uh, Disney Plus, kind of thing. But oh, we haven't. You, watched you can. There, there's some scenes there where. Um, I think uh, it's Paul McCartney's kind of like playing around with, uh, I think it's either Paul or John, I can't remember now actually, but they're playing around with the beginnings of an idea. And then you you, you see them, they're, they're jamming, and then they look at each other and you can see the magic in their eyes that yeah. they yeah. know they've got something. Yeah. I, look, I, I absolutely love that magic. And I think sometimes that magic can come across when me and Rob will maybe talk about something and then we both kind of realize that. At the same time, that that's the magic oh, moment. Oh, we got it. <laughs> yeah, he that's the magic me script. Oh, yes. Like um, one of the bits I drew in, in Sword of Hyperborea like was, um, and it's in it's in the scripts kind of thing. But Rob wanted to make where in BPRD you have the monsters, the towering, you know, like the Ogre de Jihem, uh, kind of like huge and overbearing. In here we've got instead of that we've got skyscrapers we've got giant submarine you know we've got like submarines <sighs> yeah. uh what else is there the blimps. um oh the, yeah uh, yeah yep. exactly in yep. the zeppelins as well oh, zeppelins. So the, these are the kind of the monsters of that period of time as it were so it kind of rob knows i enjoyed playing and drawing with scale and he's he's fitted that in and i yeah. love the idea of Man-made monsters being used, you know, within the book as well, as well as yeah. should we say real monsters? Was, you know, kind of that works for me. Yeah,
0: I love that you brought that up because yeah. John was saying he kept coming back to. He's like, I don't know what it is about these buildings. They're so creepy. They look like right, monsters. Yeah. And they, the way that he's drawn this looks like these creepy monsters. But they're buildings. And it, he kept coming yeah. back. To that it really struck him. So that came across.
1: Yeah, I, I was actually yeah, going to. Really I good. had that in my yeah. notes here. Because, Lawrence, you've been scaring us for so many years with different <laughs> monsters but then but then now you're scaring us with like blimps and zeppelins and submarines <laughs> and buildings I, 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 I was wondering like are you a horror fan? Do you enjoy horror medium? I mean do you engage with a lot of that stuff or is is that just these are the assignments that you have?
2: No if I'm honest I'm not a massive horror fan I'm a bit of a kind of a weakling when it comes to that stuff. I'm not <laughs> same, a fan same. of gore at all.
0: Me too but I love uh, these books I,
2: I, Yeah <laughs> Um yeah. I probably like a little bit of, shall we say, psychological horror, but I'm okay. really not yeah. a gore, you know, a gore yeah. fan at all. And I remember when I first started, I think um, in one of John's scripts, he mentioned one of the kind of famous zombie movies. And I'm like, I was too embarrassed to send him an email saying I've never seen it. Because, um, <laughs> again, zombie, scare, zombie films will scare the wits out of me. So, oh uh, that is so I funny. feel like
0: I'm in the same boat. That's so funny because I was not expecting that. <laughs>
2: for me though uh, maybe it's my imagination or whatever else but i think that the horror can be the tension of what's behind the door like just an yeah, ordinary yeah. door do you do you see mm-hmm. what I mean? it doesn't have to be this kind of gruesome grisly monster and i think sometimes if you show the monster sometimes that can disappoint so sometimes it's best right. to give give a feel yeah. of the, monster, the presence of a monster so you know like in twin peaks when the the trees are blowing. I love that sense of yes. atmosphere. That to me can be just as chilling as anything else. You know me and
0: John just looked at each
2: other my, like he said <clears> to <throat>
1: peaks. Yeah, because David Lynch has come up in a I think David Lynch has come up in a couple of your interviews, um, in your other interviews, and I and when you talked mm. about that visual way of writing you know having these visuals and then i know that in interviews david lynch talks about writing like that too where he has these like really you know intense visuals really He's a creative visual artists and well. then he writes the scene yeah. around that and so i was wondering it you know um it seems like both of you guys are a fan of david lynch and i feel i felt some lynchian elements in this yes like especially like um, we were talking about the moment in issue four where, you know, you go behind the door and then you see what's in there and it's just mm. incomprehensible. And there are things yes. like yeah. that, you know, with it, I was wondering, is that something that you guys are influenced by? I mean, you, you guys both, I not that it would influence this book that much, but just uh, mm. is that kind of an underlying influence there, drawing in on that stuff?
2: For me, kind of Lynch, there's many kind of visual elements that Lynch brings that I kind of, yeah, I I I could sure a, in a way feed off kind of thing that I that I like.
3: Very cool. Yeah. The was we talked about a, one of the touchstones when we did Old Haunts together, mm. and um, yeah, uh, and and sort of and sort of Kubrick and yeah. um, uh, Michael Michael Mann, um, but that, that that was specifically for that book. I don't think we really Lawrence and I talked a lot about filmic influences with with Sword of Hyperborea. Really, right. I just think that. That's that's the type of material I think we we we're both sort of predisposed towards. Yeah. Um, we kind <laughs> of, I yeah, you know, I'm the same. Like I'm not sort of particularly one for big sort of gory horror, but I do love, you know, I you know love, I love something that'll stick with you and freak yeah, you out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Very cool. And that, much more that which I guess if you want to call that psychological horror, but um, yes, and 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 that which isn't seen is obviously way scarier yeah. than um, mm. than some big CGI tentacle right think. there are um, some
0: moments like right. s- like speaking of like the cinematography of it i suppose because this i don't know what it is about these these books are very the way that you have laid them out is it's it's like i'm watching a movie it's it's brilliant but it's also there's some lynchian-esque
1: right yeah kind of
0: moments right. in there that are that are very they're disturbing but in a fascinating way right. <laughs> you know what i mean
2: right mm. i i I, I think uh, one of the ones I could pick up because I've just thought of is um, in issue two when Graf, uh goes f- uh, for lunch with um, she meets oh, what's his name um, yeah. for the Thoreau first Moore. time. You know oh, when they him? Henry yes. Thurlmore. Yeah, yes, that's it. When she when she meets um, him in the restaurant for the first time, and they're kind of te- Rob wrote this wonderful thing where they're where he's kind of testing her a little bit, kind of thing. is it? Yeah. There's a, a passive aggressive conversation yeah. going on. And I purposely closed in on his kind of slightly jagged teeth. I like the idea that he's got this smoothness, but underneath it, there's something a little bit crooked and a little bit kind of um, yeah. It's it's not all what it seems, as it yeah.
3: Um,
2: And I like the idea of you've got smaller shots of her and close-ups of his teeth, so there's a sense of threatening behaviour, as it were, kind of thing. So. You know what I mean, but also got the opportunity what to draw a fantastic. What goes her kind of... eye
0: to his face? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's kind of just it's it all becomes a bit close and uncomfortable, uh, but all yeah. in a very kind of art echo exotic uh, restaurant.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that's a great scene. I yeah. love that, and that's also like he's alluding to he might know her duality, and she thinks yes. he's talking about the heritage. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good. Uh, it's it's very yes. tense, and then that smile it is very willem dafoe and like wild at heart or yeah. something like that he has those horrible prosthetics <laughs> anyway
2: very that's cool it. that's um, exactly it
1: those are dummies tell me you know uh, lawrence in another interview you you mentioned that you were surprised with two things that mignola let you guys do in this book and and i think the only the first issue had come out but now that all of it has come out do you do you maybe know what those two things were or could we could we speak to those
2: yeah 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 so um the new race at the end that yeah. I saw, yes put, you know you like, are we excited uh, about that, that oh that, that, was, that was that was that was mike wanted to end the uh the mini series on that um so that was wow that was my thing um and the other one was this whole thing about the um the the mermaids and the the, the like the uh the, the lizard creatures kind of thing um
1: yeah
2: that, that that idea that that was quite like a vague idea that as i said that mike uh, then sent me and rob this quite a long email about what he wanted to do mm-hmm. with that so that become much more of a feature and could possibly become more of a feature oh, later man. on as it were. So, yeah they were they were the elements that we was quite surprised by
1: yeah you know we, we were also quite surprised yeah we were quite surprised too yeah you know, we we joked about um it it'll just all repeat itself now. There's just yeah. lizard people, and they're have they're drinking coffee. They're in the BPRD jumpsuits, <laughs> you know, and stuff like yes. that. And you know, is is, is there plans, Rob? To uh, are you playing this on your head? Lizard people dressed up like the BPRD agents, just rewriting all the previous stories again. What do you
0: just think go about with that? With lizard people,
1: <laughs> I, Rob, I mean, that would be a very, a very easy,
3: very page rate, uh, easy page rate. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I just, <that's> <laughs> All the scripts just with lizard people in Gone before. I don't think. Um, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Screw it. Um, no, um, no. I don't, I, I, yeah, like I say, when, when Mike said, you know, oh, you could do this at the end. I think my, Lawrence and I were both a bit surprised because mm-hmm. it was. You know that that is action beyond yeah. the end of Ragnarok that was mm. kind of like oh okay we're, we're allowed to do that but um it, it's it is funny though I mean it's like I think one of the one of the key things Mike said to to us or to me anyway was was um he said if I've learned anything you know working in this world you know don't don't explain yes too yeah. much basically you know? <laughs> right Just really leave 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 those wonderful gaps in there that people you know the uh, you know, and yeah, you know, that totally speaks to, to the type of writing that I enjoy. You know, exposition on the pages is, is is kind of death and boring and just. Um, so if if you leave these gaps, and funnily enough, people go and you know fill in those gaps with their own yeah. theories, and then they it. they feel far more part of the, the story themselves. You know, I'm foaming
2: at would the, would the mouth been to been tell you my weird podcast? little theories, of course. <laughs> Oh, oh no, yeah. we've heard some of them, and I, I loved it when you was doing your theories. I, I thought they were great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I could go on more about that, but you know, we are be going into spoiler territory, so I don't want to kind of thing. But um, okay. yeah, right. you, had, you thought yeah. of some very interesting ideas.
1: Well, you know, Rob, you were just saying not to explain too much, but you guys are on the wrong podcast for that because oh, no. the, all we want to do is have everything explained to us. <laughs> so I mean, can, can we can we speak to like? You know, uh, we did have the theory that they're all goldenar when they're holding the blade. Um, can we speak to anything like that? I mean, is there? Can you say anything about that theory? No, <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: What I would say I
1: think, is, I, I think we're better off. Taking, yeah, taking the fifth.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, what I okay. would what we what we would say is, we know about the blue wolf, and we know oh. about elijah bone as it were Ooh. so you know kind of we
1: yeah so okay um, we so, did talk about yeah. that a lot we know yeah. what,
2: oh. we know about the blue wolf john
3: <laughs> we, do, we do we do know what the wolf is oh, man and we do know um, yeah
1: and we and we know who's speaking to elijah okay.
0: bone yes and um oh man okay uh, in his
1: ear okay so we so oh. we will eventually find this out or there are you know i guess that's what so, so you're saying there's more books, Yeah,
0: <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there, there might possibly be, be more, hopefully. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I
0: hate to keep coming back to the music analogy, but it's almost like when you hear a song and it means this to you in your life, and then someone else listens to the song, and they go, oh, well, this is what I felt when I heard this song. It's the same yes. song, but other people yeah. are... Yeah. If you leave that some of it open there's room for everyone to yeah. be right and everyone to have a yeah. fulfilling exactly. engagement with that song or with this book or with this, this story. And so I think that that's, you know, you don't want to answer too many questions because then it's like, yeah. hmm, well, you don't want to say that that person's experience with it is, is not correct. Cause there's so much that can be experienced with this. You don't want to limit it. But at the same time, tell me about the space wolf. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One, one other thing that came up that I thought was funny, um, you guys joked around that you had a backup story for the pterodactyl that Galdanar is writing or something, and the pterodactyl has like a expression on his face, his eyes are bugging out, and you, you mentioned something about
3: that? No, I, I, I love I the way Lawrence drew that, because he drew it, like the, the pterodactyl, as it was falling to its death was kind of going, I didn't expect this when I woke up this morning. <laughs> I'm an apex predator, and look what's happening to me. Look at him. Look at his
2: face.
3: Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. If you look back at, uh, at, at the way Lawrence, that particular panel, I just, I love the fact that it looked, if you looked really freaked yeah, out. He really does.
0: What's happening right
2: now? With, with my artwork, there's not much I look back on and I'm happy about. But man alive, I love drawing that panel. In fact, that, that, like, that, that page where they're travelling, oh, I got to draw so many kind of, I mean, that that is the collaboration. of. Remember I said about I collected images, as it?
1: Yeah. That,
2: him walking is a collaboration, is like a, yeah. should we say, a, uh, what come about from some of those drawings, uh, so, some of those images I found kind of thing. That's I just great. wanted to do him fighting the pterodactyl. Is just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then when I drew it, I was like, oh my, like the seven-year-old me was like, I am done. That is just like, you know, I'm, I'm just so happy that I've just drawn man with a magical sword. They paid you to do I, that. They paid exactly, you to do that. exactly. Fine, a pterodactyl. You know, you don't get that often these days kind of thing to get to draw that kind of stuff. And I, oh, I, I love that day that I drew that.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Well, the thing is, you had him in a pterodactyl, cursed with self-awareness. <laughs> the only pterodactyl cursed with self-awareness. Yeah, we need another version of that panel with the uh, with the word bullet, with the thought bubble uh, yeah. over his head. Get Clem Robbins yes. on that.
0: Well, the, your enthusiasm for the material really comes through. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess
1: Lawrence, you, you know, you're drawing Gal Danar on a pterodactyl. Yeah. Are there any scenes or characters in the Hellboy universe that you haven't drawn yet that you want to, or I mean, because at this point, I I want to say that there is not a lot of characters that you haven't touched yet.
2: I don't know if there is now, is there? I mean, I've... um. Oh, what's his name? Um. If you describe um, him a little bit, I guarantee um, you John will be able to tell you the name. <laughs> yeah, I've not drawn Roger, and I've not drawn the guy... I've forgotten his name, who's who lost half his face Um, in the early... Um, Damiel. Yeah, I've not drawn Damiel. They're, the they're the two characters. Oh, yeah, and I've not really drawn Lobster Johnson, so... You know, oh yeah, man! I I've, yeah, I've really, uh, Oh,
1: Sir Johnson. Okay, oh. <laughs> excellent. Who is your favorite to draw? Do you have a favorite character to draw?
2: Well, I must admit, when I kind of got to draw Hellboy for the first time, that was mm. that, that is something special. And, I,
0: and then oh. when I
2: um I'd done that kind of uh I mean it was great drawing Hellboy in um like in BPRD at the end kind of thing. But then also um, yeah. I got to do that one issue mm. of Hellboy in the- yeah. Uh, it you know, set in a kind of like a haunted house type thing, and uh, that, that I had great fun drawing that. That, that was that was really. Oh, that fun. was the more recent um, one. We so, haven't
1: we haven't covered that one yet on the show. Yeah, yeah that's a great one.
2: Yeah, I, um, I that that was good fun. I really enjoyed that.
1: And uh, what instruments do you use? Like, you, okay, so you get the page from Rob Williams. You're, what instruments yep. do you use? Because I think, like, we, we had speculated once on one episode that you even are using your thumb in there to smudge the paint. And yes. I know you use whiteout at times. Can, can you talk about yes. your process and, you know, translating a, a, a script to the actual illustration?
2: Yeah, sure. So get the script. I read it a couple of times. It probably takes a few notes on the actual script itself. I then do um, kind of very small layouts, probably about four to six um, pages to an A4 page. So they're quite small kind of thumbnails, really. But pretty much everything is worked out at that point, my shadows and whatever else. I then send those um, uh, in uh, to the editor. and They get kind of like, if there's any changes, it's generally there. Then I do my pencils. But I do my pencils in um, like... uh, pens and inks as it were on tracing paper oh, which I think some people I wow. then sold some of those kind of thing and they're quite fluid at yeah. we have I, some I, we have those. one of
1: those <laughs> I have one of those yeah there you I go. framed one of those
2: yeah so they're they're, they're my pencils as it were That's wild. Uh, and then after I, I've scan, I scan those in I send those off to the editor um and uh, and then I do the inks and then I send the inks to the editor and also Mike and also to the writer as well kind of thing uh uh, just to kind of be checked and confirmed and then what I use I pretty much use anything I've got around me so I use um kind of a couple of fine line pens so they're probably kind of 0.5 all the way up to a, probably a three, and then I use uh, about three different brush pens um, okay. then I use some markers brushes tipex pens white blee proof white and um, and then I use some loose big brushes with some ink as well. And I try to keep it quite fluid because I don't want it to get to look too static, as it were, kind of right. thing. So, uh, yeah. And that's when the mistakes happen on the page. And that's when I do patches yeah. and out kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, fun, oh, okay. sometimes used in there to, um, to kind of do kind of like a mid-tone between the two. I would say that my pages are roughly about between – 85 and 90% done on the page and then the, the rest of it is done just in Photoshop. And that'd be maybe putting some stuff, things on layers, cleaning up. And maybe
1: right. if I do
2: some watercolors, they're generally done on paper and then scanned in afterwards and then placed on top. Very wow, cool. <laughs> has, has
1: that process, has that, has that changed at all since like BPRD Wasteland till now? I mean, obviously you've been doing the book for such a long time.
2: Um, uh, the paper I use is thinner now because my eyesight is going a bit, <laughs> but other than that, no. <laughs> um, okay. Generally the process is roughly the same. I, I keep thinking about getting a Cintiq and doing it all on Cintiq. Oh, but wow. I enjoyed the, the process of using my hands and getting them dirty and kind of yeah. mixed in there kind of thing. That so, would be a big jump.
1: Yeah. I keep going back. To tape. But that does come across I th- that yeah. that the Very fluidity you were talking medium. about and, and getting yeah. all in the, in the art. I think that that does come across. Yeah.
2: For me, the looseness of the, the panel all depends on what needs to be said in the story. So if, uh-huh. if you want the reader to take their time, look at the page because you're setting something up or you want them to look at something in all, then you need to kind of, you, you add. for me, you, I add more detail and things like this so that uh, the, the viewer, the reader spends a bit more time looking at the page. And then we sometimes you don't need so quickly, a, yeah. the person to read, uh, to spend so much time on the panel because it's all about keeping it flowing at speed. So then maybe right. you don't need a background or you don't need the details on the person in the background because it's just the main person in the front that you're focusing on. Do you see what I mean? So it it differs from kind of page to page.
1: Well, and and that sense Mm -hmm. of scale we talked about, you always pull that off so brilliantly. You know, I can definitely see that.
2: You're working with the
0: script on that, so you're almost tailoring your, I guess for lack of a yeah. better word the cinematography of it you're almost right. tailoring the specific style you're using on that page to what the story requires which is yeah. such a intuitive yeah, skill me. that's yeah. that must have been developed yeah over i mean a long we, time.
1: we we keep coming back to old haunts we, we definitely want to come back that pro for our halloween episode but um that's very kind of like cinematically yeah. laid out and this book yeah. has elements of that but it's also different and you know i, I think like yeah. some of the panel layouts that you've done Lawrence the like the long thin panels and stuff like that they're they're conveying things in a different way that are still cinematic but yes. not like old haunts yeah
0: yeah Lawrence um you were saying that there are these characters that you wanted to tackle and you have you know when you got to draw Hellboy and all these things in your crib. but Rob like there are there characters that you would maybe want to tackle as well in in the Hellboy world yeah I mean
3: probably I've got my favorites but whether or not I mean it's kind of like this a lot of them, their stories are told. Um, So, I mean, people like... um, I mean, I just love pretty much the entire cast of BPRD when I was reading that run. You know, Johan, I think, was always a huge favourite of mine. So I I, I don't know, really. It's just kind of... Well, yeah, without giving anything away, I mean, I have written... I've written a, a story with... Which is yet to see the light of day, um, which does feature you know, we'll say a well known character from the BPR. Awesome, we are
1: excited, that's exciting, but um, I'm not saying who yet, um, but um, why not? Why aren't you saying it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm
3: just kidding. Now is the time, um. I'm sure Dark Horse, like, you know, cups of coffee would be out. <laughs> right. Someone just puts a black bag over your head or something <laughs> like <tracks> that. Just drags you <laughs> out of your
0: apartment. So-
3: <laughs> I would be, I'd be whisked, whisked off in a transit van with Dark Horse written on the side. Um, no, it's... um, <laughs> they kind, kind of are... Yeah, you know, I mean, like I say, I look, the bottom line is I'm a fan. And, and, and you know, it would be an absolute hoot to, to, to write some of those characters. Um, But at the end of the day, you've just got to... Yeah, as long as you've got a good story, you think mm. is worth telling. You yeah, know? Um, yeah. Um, there, there is just there's a weird little sort of like um nether region between being a fanboy and ticking your fanboy yeah um yes. you know, thing of like oh my god, I, I I want to write that character so badly, and and being a professional and kind of going well, let's make sure that this is not just me. You know, yeah. pandering to my fanboy and that, that there is actually something worthwhile. Well, like we were saying doing. earlier, I yeah.
0: really wanted to see more about, um, about Graf, Grafling de Gotha. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see yeah. more about, like, I, I was immediately hooked. I was, I was invested. And so I think that that yeah. speaks to y'all's, you know, your, your enthusiasm for just what you do in general. The, you know, the skills that you've honed over the years have coalesced into this ability to, to tell a story both, you know, narratively and visually that makes people want to be like more, please more yeah. of that. And so, uh, I, I loved hearing Lawrence about your, your process for creating pages and, and Rob is your, is your process. Do you, do you start big? cause you were saying that you start with some visuals, sometimes like this story in particular, you started with some visuals and went from there. Is it like that most of the time? How, what is that process like for you?
3: There is no hard and fast sort of like coming up with a brand new character. There is no hard and fast rule for me or no sort of one inception kind of like point. It can be, it can come out of, it can be prompted by like, I was like, for instance, I, I'm still, I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm still weirded out by, I was, I, I saw an advert on Twitter about two weeks ago. Um, and I just looked at this ad, this image in this advert, and I had an entire story just kind wow. of just went, boom, there it is. There's the entire story, uh, wow. which is wow. so strange. But that that really, rare, that that's really rare. And very often you you just build up one block at a time you know and um I think one of one of the cool things with like sort of hyperborea was all those apart from gal dena who we, and Howard's who we've seen before um the other three were really like origin issues yeah. for yeah uh, characters where we could possibly come back and see more of them and, and then you, you you put them out into the world and you just I think Lawrence and I had a had a good idea of like these characters had a bit of sort of um a bit, a bit of spark to them and then yeah. sort of you could you could potentially sort of um could potentially warrant more stories Ooh, but you, yes. you just don't know so i mean that was one of the things that was so nice when you when we you know listening to your podcast and you guys were all sort of more grappling to goth and it's like oh cool because we i think we thought that oh too, yeah like, yeah all right it, excellent that's, that's been
1: proven in the past we we can easily we can be deluded and uh um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> um you know uh robin on your twitter you know i had seen that you were um reading through the mignola verse because you were like sharing panels from the library editions yeah. and stuff like that we had some questions for you know we had hayden Orrin Wes west they helped us out on those episodes and i did field them for some questions some of them i've already asked but hayden was wondering you know um if you had um both of you uh who some of your favorite artists were i mean obviously excluding mignola and lawrence campbell you can't say yourself yeah but but, uh, i would never do that (laughs) yeah but uh but but i was wondering if you had some of your favorite artists um in the book or favorite moments as you've been doing your research going backwards
3: I absolutely loved uh Guy Davis and Cootie's run on BPRD. Oh yeah, man, it was. It was so <laughs> good. Yes, Guy Davis, man. Great. And um, I reread I reread all, you know, BPRD pretty much from the start and then I re- got the I, I I got the um the very beautiful I'm looking at them now the um library editions and I was like reading through a bunch of that stuff. Do you know what if there's if it's one panel that sticks with me? And I forget which story. It might be in the Wild Hunt. And um, Duncan Fogredo just oh. drew it's like there's a moment where like Hellboy just basically just wants to be left alone so badly, and everyone he runs into keeps on going. You're going to end the world. You're going to end the world. And I forget the exact beat, but there's 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 a there's one panel of Hellboy, and he looks so sad. And oh. I kind of went, you know what? Man, that is what's kind of great about this stuff. It's because it has all this awesome stuff like big monsters and sort of big fights and prophecies and blah 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 blah. but at the end of the day you know you care in that one panel i went i re- really cared about about Hellboy yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean, like, sort of like, like, he's kind of like he just wants the life of like being a builder or something like that and he can't <laughs> step through a door without someone you know right. basically saying "No, nope, you're fated to to end the world um but um, no, bottom line is, so many amazing artists, like, yeah. through the run, yeah, just like Mike, Duncan, Guy Davis, James Harron, yeah, you know, yeah. Lawrence. I mean, it's just, like, it's it's kind of been absolute taunchy, just been blessed, basically, yeah. with just the
1: best yeah. art. Yeah. What what about you, Lawrence?
2: Did the artist, you know, within the, like, within the, should we say, group, as it were... It, it, it does put a pressure on you because you see all these other great artists and you're like, well, I've got to bring, not that I never had, I don't, but, you know, you, you know that you feel the pressure on you a bit, yeah. as it were, because like the, you know, so many great artists have been used, you know, kind of within the books. I mean, right. I, I've got to say, you know, again, Guy right. Davis, he kind of like he sets so much up and some of the visuals there are just incredible. Like the way of the world works so well. Um Like, I was a fan way before of um, before I worked on the book of Mike stuff, like the tonally he kind of works where I want, want to still want to be kind of thing. Um, right. So, you know, kind of that, that works for me. And then Duncan way again, way before I was working on the BPRD um, uh, books, I kind of, I, I asked Duncan to do me a Hellboy commission, which he done. And, you know, little oh. did I know that a few years later that I'd be, kind of working wow. on the BPID books and doing signings with duncan as well kind of, uh, wow yeah but the, the, um I'll, I'll have to send it to you but yeah duncan done yeah. me a, kind of a hellboy commission many years ago I think, so, i'm you,
0: so curious so I a big fan yeah that. that's so very so cool
1: curious. well i i did hear um i did hear a cool story and, and we're wrapping up here we've been a little over on time I'm so sorry, i really yeah. appreciate you guys um, hey, yes. hanging I've in there
2: enjoying it. Uh,
1: but, but I did want to talk about. You know, I heard a really cool story, and I don't know how much of this was true or what, but that you guys were at a con together, and you and Mignola was there, and there was nobody in line. So then, Lawrence, you went and talked to him, and basically, he pitched you. Here, he said he was interested in working with you, and then soon after, you got the call from John Arcudi. Is that, is that how that um, kind of played out? That you guys were at the con together when that happened?
2: Me, me and Rob were at um, a con in Birmingham. And I think Mike was over to do the con, but I think he was also there to meet, uh, like to chat with Duncan as well. I, and oh. I didn't know Duncan particularly well at that point. I didn't know Mike at all. Mike must have just come back from lunch and uh, sat down at his table. And me and Rob were just talking nearby. Now, at this point, I was working, I was working exclusively with Marvel... <laughs> And you know my my years of kind of getting um, kind of signatures and sketches were kind of gone. I hadn't done it for ages. But Mike sat down and, like what I said, I've been a fan of his work for ages. I just said, look, I've got to do this to Rob, I and I just do went this, over yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, and I just and I said, oh, uh, can I have your signature? Is it possible? Can you do me a sketch, kind of thing? And he said, yeah, sure, because there was no one else around. Because I, I think so he'd nice. literally just come back from lunch. And the only thing I had on me was my Punisher script, which I was working on at the time. Um, so he's drawn a, a Hellboy picture on the back of my Punisher, my Punisher script that I was working oh, on. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Which i still got, yeah. And then um, I showed Mike some of my work, and he said, um, he kind of liked it, gave me his card, and said um, – You know, there's like you could think of me like the style I was working in on one of these books of some sort. But at that time, I was exclusive to Marvel. So I, and I think I was only, uh, uh, I think I was like exclusive, I can't remember how many years now. It was either three or five, but I was only one year into it. So uh, Ah. I was like, you know, I still had to work with Marvel for a couple of years. Um, And then as I was coming to the end, so it was a few years later. Um, I was coming to the end of my exclusive to Marvel. I think I had like just a couple of months left. I got a, a private message on Facebook from John Akudi saying, Hey, I've just seen your work wow. in Marvel universe versus Wolverine. And he just asked, uh, do we, uh, would he like to work? You know, would he like to kind of work together on something? Um, and I'd kind of, I'd, I'd known of John's work. So I said, I'd love to work on BPID, And he said, I would need to speak to Mike and, uh, Dark Horse, and then yeah, he got back to me, just as my um, uh, uh, kind of uh, my my time at Marvel was finished, kind of thing, and uh, he gave me a free parter at BPRD, and that was about nine years ago. And I think I've pretty much worked constantly, other than kind of taking some time off to work on Old Haunts and what I'm doing, like I'm doing at the moment, kind of thing. I've pretty much constant on BPRD during that time
1: oh wow <laughs> that is so cool yeah and I, I love the idea of you guys going to cons together and like you, you really get the sense that you guys are friends and you have a good collaboration and i just really like the your team up was old haunts was amazing and this book just like it was one of the best books i mean of all of the hellboy stuff yeah. like i mean we're we're just ecstatic over it and i, I think that came across in our episodes but i'm um, just so glad that you guys are working together collaborating and you know and it, and one thing we talk about on the show a lot is friendship you know what i mean and it sounds like you know um you guys are friends quentin winter is coming over to your house yeah. and stuff like that it seems like you know maybe that's what made the book too is it sure. was the power of friendship all along yeah. right yes
2: yeah 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 Yeah. i totally believe in that. absolutely well, well i mean it's like it's weird how we because
3: lawrence and i went like remember us going to new york comic con for the first time and yeah. um, and just sort of and just being yeah just being new to yeah, you know, we're getting our first Marvel gig together. We did, yep. we did a one-off Wolverine um, years ago. Um, but um, yeah, it's been sort of um, yeah, just because we were going to cons together and sort of the journey from sort of being oh, oh, oh look, is so and so over there. Should we go and talk to them? Oh no, we can't do that. You <laughs> yeah. know I mean? um, and I, I do remember that that story. Where, well, like, well, I remember Lawrence going to me, "I'm going to go over and say hello to Mike Mignola, and I was like, oh, "Really? You can't do that? <laughs> it's just..." It's just and off he goes. And then, and then he, when he comes back, he goes. I went. How did it go? He went. He goes. Give me his card. He said. He, he said he wants to work on me. I was
0: like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You
1: never
0: know. You never yeah. know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And look, look, look where we
0: are. There come. you go. Yes, right.
1: Yes. And now, and 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 now here you are. You're pulled into it too. And it sounds like you guys are working on some more yes. stuff together. So. Man, that is exciting. I just love that. It's like a, not only is it a great book, but it's a feel good story as well. I feel like, you know what I mean? The the background of it is really nice and wholesome and that's what we're all about here. Um, very good I guess as we're wrapping up here are there any other things that you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't get to Um, I really appreciate you guys sticking with us uh, over time
2: no absolutely you know as I said I I think it comes across that I I love the podcast you do I I was ages ago you mentioned it of being like I think it's the equivalent of the modern day version of the letters page that you do and I I honestly do (laughs) I I miss letter pages in comics but I feel like your your podcasters kind of for me it's kind of it's, it's taken over you know kind of it's, it's the new versions of a letters page
0: Aww.
1: Oh, i really appreciate that, that. thank you it's been i think the letter
2: hack would agree with yes
1: us. uh Sterling, yes. Fine. yeah i mean it, it's been a pleasure doing stuff for the community and everyone has been so cool yeah it, it has been amazing talking to you guys i really appreciate your time today and uh, we're really loving the book and looking forward to what you guys are going to be doing more in the future? And thanks I mean, for
0: being book club members. Oh, yes,
1: and thanks for being book club members hey, and yes, for the book friendship. Members. There you go.
2: Absolutely,
1: we get badges. we get badges, right?
0: Ooh. Yes, <laughs> I will be sending those to
1: you yeah, shortly. I'll be sending those along. You, 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 you'll be getting your your kit Thank soon. You. Yeah. We'll say thanks, you Dan, yes. guys. <laughs>
2: hey
1: thank you yeah thanks a lot for having us guys it's been great awesome. thank, oh. you so really it. thank you so much thank you did you have anything aubrey uh before we wrap up do you have any questions or anything no actually i mean i'm sorry i'm just over here just kind of geeking out listening and enjoying and it. it's fun <laughs> i'm glad you guys
3: i'm glad you guys came on and, and talk with us uh but i mean this story was great like each issue felt like a uh i mean it did feel like a little one-shot origin story and i want more of everybody right. you know because i was like you know i'm sitting here just looking at the artwork um uh, and issue three and there's the uh the scene where the boat is going down and it's like yeah. just on the bottom of the page but it still feels so giant and and yeah. expressive and I, yeah and then just the whole story it's just i mean i loved everything and so just listening to you guys talk was just i'm just over here geeking out you know over here right now uh, so cool.
1: <laughs> victor uh victor olson were you channeling oliver reed there lawrence with that character oh Totally. It's,
2: it's in the script. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. Nice.
1: That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me was... about the real crystals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us about the real yeah, crystals. Was... We, we didn't ask about that at all. <laughs> what can you tell us about the <laughs> real crystals? Is that like, I guess maybe you could answer this. Is this the first time that they've showed up? I guess that was our big question is like, have we seen these before, these real crystals? I guess I don't know if you can even answer that. What? they were in.
3: Correct me if I'm wrong,
1: Lawrence. They were in
3: um, the Witchfinder's
1: office, Ooh. right?
3: Were they? Um, okay.
1: Oh. Am I? Um. Hang on. have I said that something? I not um, <laughs> uh, We were just wondering. You know. <laughs> is that the
2: quietness. You. you I'm do, not entirely um... sure about that, Rob.
1: Okay.
3: In in the well, I. Well, okay. This is right. Okay. I. In the the Witchfinder story, where sort of you know, which which we we show a panel or two from, basically <laughs> yeah. a, a flashback. And um, I forget the name of the character. The guy that comes back, you know, the sword comes back from the ex- expedition, basically, yeah. a, a, amongst yeah. other artifacts. And then the, well, it's a vampire, effectively, isn't it? Comes back yeah. with them and starts killing off, killing off the men. So that that boat, that kind of, we see um, leaving um, London, heading for heading for Europe, um, and going disappearing into the mist. That that carried a bunch of things which came from. The expedition, um, as some of the artifacts, and I was under the impression that the Virile Crystal was one of the things that was 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 okay. brought back from there. No, I I I I
1: if I'm taken off in a van with Dark Horse <laughs> on the side, then <laughs> while you're talking, <laughs> while you're talking, Hellboy fans are ruffling through pages. Just ru- yeah, there's <laughs> papers <laughs> going <laughs> everywhere, scanning issues. That and, right yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> that's what's happening right now with the listeners. In case you're wondering um it it is so cool whenever you get to um reference the other titles like uh stenbeck's work in um uh in the service of angels um is is that fun for you lawrence to be able to look at the other and redraw it in your style or you know i it's 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 a a delight for us
2: oh yeah no it's totally um i I drew that page and then i sent it to ben to say hey (laughs) hey ben hope you're okay with me doing this kind of thing um that's and he was weird. fine about it. Um, <laughs> do but, you always yeah, do I mean, that? When, do you
1: always do stuff like that when you draw other people's pages?
2: No, but I've got to know Ben a little bit more. I've met Ben uh, Con when he came over here a few years ago. So and I, I think that's I just fine. emailed him to see how he was, but I also kind of enclosed that, you know, that page to just to check with him kind of thing. But I think that's, that's right. one of the things that we wanted wow. to do with sort of Hyperboreal was, was to touch every now and then on certain elements, as it were within the vprd right. world so we've kind of so we've we've got should we say our own little thing going on but we know that during the timeline there's certain things that you know that we can kind of touch every now and then so yeah that that, right. that was the plan
1: awesome awesome yeah. well um that this time i'll wrap up the interview for real because we were kind of wrapping up Aubrey, and then we started Aubrey, talking. Aubrey,
0: Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey, ask them ask them about the book ask them about the book they're
2: working on ask them <laughs> We'll be, we, we will be working together again on something is what i always say yes uh, yeah. yes nice. okay Ooh, that's what we so want it's a little it's a little bit off yet but yeah we are working on something together
1: okay that's nice. all i
0: wanted to hear and that's what
1: danielle was probing for very good danielle thank you very much <laughs> all right excellent
0: <laughs> thanks for listening everybody i'm john salinas and i'm the secret backstory of a mystical space wolf <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god I don't know what to say I'm <laughs> you've yeah, thrown me now. completely do it. you're so good when you do this at the end of the episode yeah that's so
3: good. <laughs> I'm a, a transit van that's just pulled up outside my house with the big letters DH on the side we're
2: <laughs> never going to hear from him again I'm Lawrence Campbell and I've got freaked out eyes of a pterodactyl
1: <laughs> awesome and I'm Aubrey Loveless saying here's your mythic warrior yes <laughs> Here's your mythic warrior, very good. Excellent, excellent. All right, thank you guys so much.